0: Welcome to Doing CX Right, a podcast where we discuss how to differentiate brands by doing customer experience right. I'm your host, Stacey Sherman, an author, award-winning keynote speaker, and mentor passionate to help you humanize business and improve experiences to achieve real results. I've shared many guests, lots of wisdom on this show about customer experience, employee experiences, and doing it right. Today is a little bit of a different slant. It's more of an inspirational show with a lot of heart behind it. The goal of this episode is to help you understand deeply that your voice matters in the workplace, in the world. And it's important to speak up and make your voice heard. Whether you're a new employee trying to make a good impression or a seasoned professional looking to make a difference, having a strong, confident voice is crucial for success. For many people, speaking up in the workplace can be intimidating. You might worry about being judged, or might feel like you don't have anything valuable to contribute. However, it's important to remember that you all of us have something to offer and your perspective and experiences can be valuable to your customers, colleagues, and your organization. Today, I'm bringing you Cynthia James, an international coach and TEDx speaker who shares details from her book, Your Voice Matters. You're going to hear how Your voice is a tool of engagement. And by the end of this episode, you'll know exactly how to improve your confidence and communication skills to better interact with customers, employees, and all human beings in and out of the workplace. Please share this episode with people that can benefit and subscribe to Doing CX Right on your favorite podcast channels for updates. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, Cynthia James. Welcome to the Doing CX Right Show.
1: Oh, Stacey, so good to be with you. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, it is truly an honor to be here with you. And well, I know you very well, but please tell my audience, who are you professionally? What do you do?
1: I'm an emotional integration leadership coach. Uh, I'm a speaker and an author. Uh, I'm a singer and a composer. And, um, And I lead pilgrimages around the world.
0: Yes, you definitely have a global presence and you are a present and people will get to know that by the end of this show. What is your why for all that you're doing?
1: I'm here to support the awakening of my clients and the people in the world to remember who they are and that they are a unique imprint. They've come here to do something spectacular that no one else can do.
0: That is like poetic. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> what is a fun fact that many people might not know about you personally or professionally?
1: <laughs> um, many years ago, I won Star Search um, and Ed McMahon handed me a check for $100,000 on TV.
0: Get out. I didn't even know that. <laughs> That's fabulous. Oh my gosh, that is a very fun fact. Not many people can top that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, all right. So let's get into the story here. And for my audience, um people will know that I had the fortunate uh luck or right place, right time of meeting Cynthia in person. Uh, a mutual special person in our lives who happens to be my father who Mm -hmm. brought us together and we met way before I had a podcast and way before a lot of things have happened in our lives. So, so fortunate that we fast forward time. Here we are and still connected. Well,
1: yeah, and it's beautiful to see what you're doing in the world. Yeah.
0: Oh, thank you. So... First of all, you wrote a very inspiring book, which I'm still reading right now, about your voice matters. What made you write this?
1: Well, the book is called Does My Voice Matter? Um, And it's really a journey of self-discovery and authenticity and empowerment. But I wrote it because I've been on this planet for seven decades, and it took me a long time to understand that my voice mattered, that my presence mattered, that my essence was essential, and that I was here to deliver my gifts uh, as well as receive the gift of being a human being and being on this planet. And so I have a lot of clients from all around the world and a lot of them were asking that question, does my voice matter? Am I important? Do I make a difference? Can Can I shift the trajectory of what is happening in the world? And so I wanted to write the book to to, to share what was happening uh, in each decade of my life, but also the choices that I was making to find my own voice and then to give them tools to be able to take their voices to another level. And by voice, I don't mean necessarily the sound of your voice. I mean your full expression.
0: Mm. And I do love the chapters of the seasons of your life that you go into. And it reminds me how much we don't know people. (laughs) And I mean, you know, I know some of your stories, but it makes me think like the people I work with, Mm -hmm. even friends, we only know so much of what people tell us. And therefore... How can we not have more empathy wherever we go?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's true. But I think it's one of the opportunities for humanity. It's one of the reasons I love to travel and to go to different cultures and meet different people. To learn their stories, to to connect to their cultures and and, and people in my life. I love being with my clients. You know, I still do one-on-one clients because I like hearing their stories, and helping them amplify their ways of being. And I think that that's something that we're all called to do if we really want to make a world that works for people and where people feel safe and honored and loved.
0: Mm. And I believe, as you say that, safe and loved, I believe we can get that in the work world, in business. And People definitely look at me like I have 10 heads, like love and business. What? And But it's true that we bring our whole self to work.
1: Absolutely. And we all have the same desires. We all want to feel safe. We all want to feel like we're productive. We all want to feel like we're validated and seen and supported. And so the thing about it is, it's like, why should you be different outside of the work environment? You know, as you are inside, you know, why not bring the thing? When I work with teams, you know, it's like, we may not say, okay, how do we love each other? But it's like, how do we care for one another? How do we bring trust into the relationship? How do we honor the many myriad of gifts that are here present in these employees that make up this team, that then make up the success of the organization?
0: Yes, and I do believe that we as human beings pay it forward. So, if we are not whole as people and as humans working in business, because business is not a building, business is not a piece of paper with a you know corporate sign on it, it's us who bring it to the workplace. So, if we are fulfilled and feeling appreciated and loved, mm-hmm. we pay it forward to the customer.
1: that's right, exactly and they and the customer feels it they feel the energetic and the frequency of that of that energy coming from the person that they're in contact with and from the organization which makes them open and surrender and trust
0: yes and trust is definitely a repetitive word and and needs to be said 10 times because without trust there's nothing so i i love that you bring that up and and you mentioned that in your book, the, the voice is used as a tool of engagement. What does that mean?
1: So, as I said, you know, the voice is really about the way we fully express. And if we are in a state of full expression, then we bring an energy that's captivating. And then that touches other people. And then we start to interact from that place because it ignites that in other people and so the engagement becomes that there's this flow of energy and ideas and creativity that that blossom into something that can be called project that can be called organization or relationship but the engagement of us being in our voice is that we are fully present It makes
0: me realize more how customer service agents, when you call for help, how much they need this education or awareness or training because the way they sound on the phone is they're the brand, they're the front, the facing of the company.
1: 100%. So their energy, And the tonality of their voice and the energy of wanting to be in high service translates. And when it's not there, then a guard comes up with the customer. And so Mm -hmm. I know that the people that I love to do business with consistently have great customer service, care about what I want and how to make it better for me. And then I want to not only come to them, but I want to send people to them.
0: Yes. And you talk about voice. I think it's so important that we give, of allow the voice of employees, allow the voice of these customer service agents to be able to say, I hear a problem. I see an opportunity. Let me contribute to ideas. But many times in business, it's process over people yeah. and they don't get a voice.
1: Well, and they get stuck because, you know, something can work to a certain point. I, I, I was in this um, leadership workshop and this man was talking about perturbation in business. And he was talking about that you're on this trajectory and you get to this, to this peak, right? And then something's not working here. And the tendency is to try to keep doing what you've already done. But the truth is, you want to be innovative to take it to another place. Because if you just do what you've always done, you start to go back down. And I think that what you're talking about is when you bring people's ideas and creativity and their energy to the table, then you get to keep growing. because, Because we are evolutionary you know, the planet is, we are, so is business. You will not be the same 10 years from now that you are today.
0: Well, with that, if we don't allow people to bring their voice and empower them, there can't be growth. Right. There'll be no employees either.
1: (laughs) But here's the thing. It's like, you don't have to take everyone everyone's idea, and it's going to be gold. You can say, "I want to hear your ideas. We want to hear your ideas. We want to hear why this is the solution to the challenge that we have." And then we've got to make some decisions that that cover a myriad of things, you know. But but your energy and your enthusiasm and your engagement, you know, makes a difference because then what that says to the the employee is. We appreciate you. We appreciate your brilliance. We appreciate your engagement. And appreciation is one of the high levels of reasons why people stay in organizations.
0: Yes. So we're talking about culture. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I mean, you've studied cultures from all your travel, but there's a culture within organizations. And so a speak up culture versus the opposite Uh, huge impacts on results and innovation. What do you think, why do people hold back, leaders hold back in sharing their voice?
1: They're afraid of losing. They're afraid Mm -hmm. of being judged. They're uh, uh, afraid that, that it won't move them to the next level. And so basically it's about playing safe. But when you think about the innovators in the world that have been the game changers, none of them played safe. They all kind of stepped out in different ways. And, and the thing about it is if you are in an organization that does not value your bringing your ideas and your creativity then you gotta explore, is this the right place for me? Is this the is this mm. gonna feed my soul or is it gonna diminish and 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 deplete me?
0: Mm. That's a lot of soul searching for people to come up with that answer. Yeah, because but we're in a weird time. T- yeah.
1: It's about money. <laughs> it's, it's about you know security. But you know, if we're looking, if we're looking at across corporations and Political spectrums and all of that stuff, nothing's really safe. So, why not bring you? Why not bring the total you?
0: You remind me so much of the idea. I used to work for an elevator company and Schindler Elevator Corporation. And every day, in fact, on everybody's laptop, there was a sticker that said, Not one more, because there's so much danger in the elevator industry Mm -hmm. and a lot of danger, a lot of loss. And what I learned from that, I'm hypersensitive to safety, but what you're talking about in order to speak up to know my voice matters is the psychological safety.
1: Yes, yes. Not just the physical. Right, and you know, no one can give that to you. You gain that through your own work, your own processes, your own your own commitment to your self-care. You know, then you can walk into any space with that energy. And it doesn't mean that everybody's going to love what you have to say or they're going to agree with it. But you walk out feeling strong within yourself.
0: So are you talking about confidence? Is that
1: what this is about? It's, it's a part of it. It definitely is. It's about confidence, but it's also about self-esteem and Mm self-worth. You know, I remember one time I was in a boardroom and um, we were having this big conversation and we were going to make this big decision. And one of the more powerful board members, I say powerful because they, they had been there a long time and they had a lot of influence, made this statement and I was stunned because it was the antithesis mm-hmm. of our, our mission. And I said, are you saying that we should make this decision out of fear? And everybody in the room looked at me, <laughs> every, every head turned and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is not what people do here. And so- <laughs> Um, it was, it was interesting and, you know, it all worked out, but, but when I was talking to the CEO, he said, well, first of all, I can trust that you're always going to be in integrity with who you say you are. I can trust that. He said, Mm. but what I need you to know is that sometimes you have to deliver messages with a velvet hammer.
0: So is that the opposite of your voice matters?
1: (laughs) No, it means. You bring your truth, but you remember that your delivery has impact. And so if you are too assertive or too aggressive, then it won't be heard because then the person is in defense. But if you can do it in a way, like if I had even said, can we talk about this decision in alignment with our mission? It might have been, it might've landed better Mm -hmm. than, are we going to make this decision in fear? (laughs)
0: Yes. Yes. So words matter. (laughs) Bring your voice, but know your
1: audience. Yes. And know that anytime you are judging someone else, they feel it. When you are curious, it opens doors. Say more about that. Well, you know, if I'm judging you thinking you're, you know, you're making a big mistake and how can you do that? And, you know, I mean, you know, that's a, that's an energetic and we can all feel it and nobody wants to feel judged and we start, and we start putting up walls. But if I'm curious about why are you saying that, why are you wanting to do that? What kind of difference will it make? You know, I mean, then all of a sudden it allows that the other person to, to go respond from a place of authenticity with themselves. Well, I think it's important because it could be this. Then then that opens dialogue.
0: Mm. And I think that's very relevant to people who work for us. Even customers, customers are not always right. That's right. And yet we have to find the right balance between making them feel heard there's a There's a fair conversation going. The outcome might not be in their favor mm-hmm. yet it is a healthy dialogue,
1: well, yes, and the thing about it is is like if someone calls you upset, for me, the first thing is to acknowledge they're upset. I hear mm-hmm. you, and I hear that that something is not working for you when i'm when I'm coaching my leaders, I'm like you have to acknowledge what is first. You cannot push back on what is. But then you can, you can let that person know, and I want to make sure that we can address this. And, 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 and I'd love to address it in a way that's a win-win. And if it doesn't feel that way, it won't be because I didn't try my best to 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 try to resolve this. So that person knows that you are on their side and you are really wanting to make it better and they might not get what they want. But you're going to really work hard so that that they feel heard.
0: So is this related to emotional intelligence,
1: EQ? Yes. <laughs> it is so so you know my my work with with um leaders is emotional integration and and what what that is is like you have to know what's going on inside of you before you interact with someone else because if someone has said something that triggers you you got to understand why is that because mm. your mother did that is that because your father did that is that because your spouse does that because if you are responding from any of those triggers, you're not really responding to what's happening in the space. So you want to get clear about what's happening within me and is my reaction going to be beneficial or not? And if it's not, what other choice do I want to make? So knowing
0: that we need to know our own emotions and be able to understand when we're triggered and react accordingly... What are some tactics that people who really want to understand this and improve on this, because this is a skill and a practice to how we show up. What are some things people can do in addition to reading your
1: book and contacting you? (laughs) Well, the first thing is I tell people pause. If you are triggered, if you're anxious, if you're upset, that is not the time to make a decision. Or have an interaction. You want to pause and get clear. You know, for some people, it's taking a deep breath. For some people, it's listening to music. For some people, it's walking, whatever whatever it is. You want to pause so that you can enter into whatever is happening from a place of, of a deeper listening and a curiosity. Because, mm-hmm. because you want to try to understand why this is happening. Now, There are people that just aren't conscious. There are people that that can even be mean in their demeanor. I I understand that. But if if you're entering in from a place of really um, being anchored and and calm within yourself, then you're going to respond in a whole different manner. And you also get to get clear about what are your non-negotiables? What are things that you will not give up? for your own peace of mind, for your own health, for your own job? What are things that you will not give up? And because you value those things and those things are in alignment with what your values are. If you're clear about your values and you're clear about how you want to operate, then it helps other people understand who you are and how you operate and and collaborate with you. Mm.
0: Wow, there's a lot to unpack there. (laughs) Let me ask you as we talk about emotional intelligence, and these are all human feelings and skills and heart, there's a reality happening now. We are living among robots. Mm -hmm. Artificial intelligence is fully here, it's advancing so fast. So how does that affect all that you're teaching? And what's your view on this disruption? Is it disruption?
1: Okay, so I believe that there's good news and there's interesting news about artificial intelligence. What it does is it gives us different ways to see things, different ways to operate Different ways, you know, I mean, to connect and interconnect with people worldwide. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's kind of astounding. The interesting news is that if you just totally dive into that, then you cease to value the human connection and, and the human, human interconnection, which is something that feeds us. You know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, my Apple Watch doesn't feed me. It gives me information, but but my connection with you, information, you know, conversations like this feed my soul. Being with people that I love, being with people that I admire, hearing people um talk that inspire me is is that's person to person. And so I think if you've got both and that's a lovely thing, but if you fall too much on either side, it, it, that can be the disruption. You can feel disconnected and disoriented.
0: That is an awesome explanation. Truly, truly makes a lot of sense. Well, as we're getting to the end, I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions here. So what is the best advice you've been given or that you've told others that have been has been really received well for leaders? Never
1: compromise the truth of what really matters to you. And why do you
0: think people do? Is it fear?
1: Yes, because they want to be accepted. They want to be seen. They want to be validated. They want to be heard. But when you keep giving up those parts of yourself, you shrink and you withhold and you withdraw.
0: Mm, And then everyone feels it. Yes. If I had a ton of CEOs and leaders, entrepreneurs in my room right now, what is the one takeaway from today, from your book? What's the one takeaway you want them to remember?
1: Your unique abilities, your zone of genius is gold. Tap into that and allow that to support you and guide you and innovate you and others will follow. Mm.
0: Beautiful. What's next for Cynthia James? What's on the horizon? You've done so much with your life. Any Mm. predictions?
1: Well, I want to do more um, online classes and I want to work more with leaders and organizations to, to invite them into the conversation of what does it look like to be a conscious organization? What does it look like to be a caring organization? That feels like it lights me up. If I can give them tools, then they get to impact a lot of other people. And then that impacts the world.
0: Mm, scalability. And finally, my favorite question. If you could go back in time to your 20-year-old self based on what you know now that you didn't know then, what would you tell younger Cynthia
1: James? Oh, darling, you are going to have an incredible life. You can trust it. So dare to leap; The universe will catch you.
0: Did you not feel that way then?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> it was struggle. It was pushing. It was doubt. You know, it was fear that that the life I had grown up in as a child that was going to follow me, that none of that was there. And there was no one to tell me that, that I was supported and that I was here for a reason.
0: Mm. And if people read your book, they'll exactly know what that means early on, because you have... Gone Against Gravity. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so much to learn. So mm-hmm. much to learn. Well, I will share with my audience where to find you, your website, your social channels, your book. That's uh, everywhere now. And thank you for being here and for sharing the gift of you.
1: Stacy. thank you. I so honored to walk this path with you and to see how your commitment is paying off. It's beautiful.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for joining today. I hope you will apply the lesson shared and also requesting if you would leave a review on Apple it would mean a lot. Head over to doingcxright.com to learn more ways to connect with me and improve your CX. Until next time, I'm Stacey Sherman doing CX right.